For me, the mindset shift was letting go of expectations and responsibilities and like all of these, oh, but I have to do like all of these things. I have to get it done and I have to, you know, like I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good mom if I don't do X, Y, and Z. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hello, Marcella. Hi, Rachel. So today we're going to talk about overcoming summer parenting burnout because by this time, the kids have been in summer vacation for almost a month. Yeah. <laughs> and for, all, for many of us, it could become overwhelming. You, you're counting the days for when they go back to, to school. Yeah, I so- want my mornings back. <laughs> Yeah. You want your mornings back. You want your, the daytime, at least if you're a work from home mom, you know, I, I remember feeling that way last summer when I, I still wanted to keep Peyton entertained, you know, throughout the day. And, um, although I got to work a little bit, I still had to keep her entertained for the rest of the day. Now, if you have a child nine to 19 years old, how has the summer been so far? Have you been able to connect with them in meaningful ways? How has the communication been? Has it been rough? Has it been a lot of back talk, eye rolling? Have you been trying to connect with them? What has been the response? What about instructions when you need them to clean the room when you need them to take the trash out? What is the response? If you relate to all these pain points, I have a big free resource that Dr. Lockhart's free masterclass to give you the three ingredients for you to, number one, restore the relationship with your tween and teen. So communication improves. So instead of eye rolling back talk, you actually get a child who is willing to talk to you, to talk things through. And so you don't feel that you're living on eggshells. Who wants to live like that, right? So this masterclass sponsored by the course, Heimpet Club course called Parenting Tweens and Teens. It is completely free. So if you want to register, it's going to be this Thursday. All you have to do is open the description of this podcast episode and click the link there. Give us your best email so we can send you the the Zoom links. And Dr. Lockhart, she's our parenting coach for parents of twins and teens. She's a pediatric psychologist. She has a PhD in pediatric psychology. And she has many years of experience working with teenagers, tweens, and parents. So you're going to be up for a treat. And it's, I cannot believe it's free. <laughs> yeah, her, her resources have been amazing and have really helped me feel more peace surrounding the tween and teen years, you know, and I'm excited that she's going to be offering that. Now, let's talk about burnout, parenting burnout. 
what would you recommend to parents who are like, okay, we've done all of the activities we've taken one trip. We're, you know, we're just tired. Like, <laughs> can we all just sleep in and not clean the house and not do anything and everybody just get along? And so what would be your biggest piece of advice for the parents who are just so tired, so worn out? What is the source of your burnout? Sometimes we may think it's our children's behaviors, but really, is it really your children's behaviors? So I encourage you to tune into your own mindset. How do you describe mindset, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Mindset is being able to see your needs, see your feelings, and understanding what is going on. Yeah. And what is really the thing that is making you feel burnout? Yeah. Is it really your children's behaviors? So what is it really? For me, if I were to look at, you know, inside my, my own needs, having ADHD, it's really when like a clear plan of what's coming during the day makes me so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And it might not be you. Maybe having this clear plan to do list for you might be the overwhelming thing and you're done with that. So look inside of you and what is the thing that really is triggering you, right? So last summer, I remember that what made me feel overwhelmed was really the lack of structure in the house. I really thrive in structure. And then for this summer, my goal is to keep as more structure as possible for myself so I would not feel as overwhelmed. I think that's a great plan. And I, I know that's what helped me so much last summer when I had, there was a two-week break that I took care of Peyton and was juggling multiple businesses. And I had to give myself permission to, thankfully, the businesses that that I own, I run. So I can determine when I take off. So that's, that is an unfair advantage, if you will. But I essentially, it was like, okay, well, I'm just going to treat this like a planned vacation. It's just going to be a staycation because we're not going anywhere. So I planned activities to do each day. And just for every listener, I am not an organized person by nature. I am not a planner. I'm very much fly by the seat of my pants. Like just, I kind of love to be free spirited, but I knew that for Peyton's sake, I needed to have some structure to those couple of weeks. And we had the best time. We had Mm -hmm. so much fun and we basically spent every single day at the aqua park here in, in town. And she loved that place. And it was such a great bonding time for us. We would go in the morning and we would stay until it was her nap time. And she would sleep so well because she was, you know, she got all of her energy out. She got all of her needs met and it was really beautiful. And then in the evenings, we would do our regular routine like we did every other day. But I think that having a structure is a really important thing, but you, when you touched on mindset, for me, the mindset shift was letting go of expectations and responsibilities and like all of these 
oh, but I have to do like all of these things. I have to get it done. And I have to, you know, like, I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good mom. If I don't do X, Y, and Z letting go and prioritizing relationship with her and connection with her and really helping her feel seen, valued, and understood in those times was a game changer for us. So I I think that you're onto something here with parents' mindsets about their children's behavior and getting into that place of mindset, not just for your own needs and really being mindful and aware of what your own body is feeling and needing, but also stepping into that awareness with your children. One thing that by now, I'm sure that you already had somewhat a structure is the end of the summer. And let's just say for the last month, every single day, you have been taking your kids to the water park and you're over it. If you're over it, you're over it. It's okay. If you don't go back to the, to the water park for the next week until they go back to school. So what I'm trying to say is that see your current schedule, the current things that you're doing right now during the summer break and see what are those things that are not giving you joy anymore and cut down those that are not giving your children joy anymore and cut down those. And what could you add or maybe just leave as it is? What about like being burnt out on gentle parenting in general and feeling like they're feeling themselves slip back over into. Okay. So this is maybe if they have, because this is the thing that I'm thinking. If they have a school age kids, they're done with the Leo interaction between the kids and they cannot wait to have that time again, to be with the baby alone for the morning So just to help them a little bit with that. So the same way that spending too much time with my husband, sometimes it it gets too much. (laughs) When you spend so much time with the same person day in and day out, then it's normal that conflict arises. And that same thing happens with your children. For the last month, they've been with each other all day, day in, day out, and they could get, they could be over each other, you know, at certain times during the day. What I do with the twins is that I schedule breaks from one another. For example, I do Miguel and Santi dates. It's just me and Santi or me and Miguel. And that actually, believe it or not, helps with sibling conflict. Because if they, each one of them, got their individualized attention, even if if it was just for a little bit, and then they had the opportunity to miss each other and then come back to play, it helps them rather than if they're just on each other's nerves all day. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you might say, but I'm alone with the kids. How am I going to do this? Well, one thing that I do when I'm alone with the, with the kids and I see that they're kind of getting over each other because I see it through play. They, they start playing really well for 40 minutes and after 40 minutes, they start fighting over the toy. I'm like, okay, they're done. So if you cannot give them that break outside of the house that you take one of them on a date or whatnot, then help them schedule those breaks throughout the day in the house, right? 
oh, I see that you guys need a break. What about if we go to our room and then they may have quiet time in their room and have a break from each other and that helps them uh, with not getting into each other's nerves so much because that's why I see it happens with sibling groups being with each other all day. They get over each other. Yeah, that brings up a great point. And I, I think that scheduling those times again, you know, preparing, seeing it from the child's perspective, all the things that we've talked about this month in the podcast, I think all come together to help you overcome the burnout that you're feeling. And just that little bit of a break for everyone can be so refreshing and cup filling. Yes. So if you have children that do not take naps, you can still schedule a quiet downtime in the day. Mm -hmm. For us, it's usually after lunch. They have their quiet time. Each one go, I mean, they have the same room, but Santiago usually goes to their bedroom and then Miguel stays on the, in the living room. And it's kind of part of their routine now. They, they do it just naturally yeah. and it helps them. Does it prevent all sibling conflict? No, but it does help. It does. Because when they come back to playing, they, they already want each other instead of being over each other the whole time, all the time. Yeah. Well, we hope this month was encouraging for you and that you feel empowered as a parent and specifically as a gentle and respectful parent to finish out the summer strong and that you've gained a lot of tools and tips this month that have been helpful for you. If it has been helpful, please comment below and leave us a review because we want other parents to hear from you, not just from us. If you are an HIC customer, you can join the private Facebook group, HIC Cycle Breaker. So if you've ever purchased anything, any of our resources, you are a cycle breaker, you are an HIC cycle breaker, and you can join that Facebook community. It is packed with over 500 amazing parents who regularly, so far. yeah, so far, yes, you can come in and double that number with us. And every, every new parent brings something unique to the table. So we would love to have you in that community. If you are not already following Marcella and I on social media, we are at High Impact Club and at The Considerate Mama on Instagram and TikTok. We would love to have a follow there. Remember to register for Dr. Lockhart's masterclass to learn the three steps to restore the relationship with your twin and teen. So you can bring healthy communication back and healthy interaction back so you don't have to walk on eggshells every single day. <laughs> the place to register is in the description of this podcast episode and it only takes understanding to break your cycle. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.